I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, everyone? I uh, sound like shit, but we're going to do with that what we can. It's not COVID, though. I took a rapid test and it came back negative. So... At least we have that. Ooh, what are you drinking? You're drinking tea. I have been drinking tea, but the tea is gone now. Oh, that is a shame. In the dust, um, but you know, have water. We will remain hydrated. You know, I, I wonder how long. Every time when somebody gets sick, they feel the need to say it's not COVID. Like when I think that's will that persist for stop? a very long time? Yeah. Because it is like, it's almost like a reflex. Like, every time I cough or something, I'm like, it's not COVID. COVID. Yeah, no. I don't think I'm going to leave off that little qualifier for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I, I always feel bad because I always develop, like, something of a cough in the winter. Because, like, I run year-round. And that means you spend a lot of time deep breathing cold air. <laughs> and so I go into work and I'm like, hacking up a lung and it's like, it's not COVID. I know I sound like I'm dying, and that's because I am, but not from from COVID. So, Zach, where did you find this list of questions that you have for us today? Oh, um, so I went to this website, um, Google, and it provided me with this list. I love it. Yeah. Um, Not all of them are great. Some of them are, like, kind of downers. So we're going to kind of pick and choose. Um... Or not downers, but just not like I don't know. I don't sparkle. Um, I love it. But if you had to work, but you didn't need the money, what would you do? Hmm. 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 Probably something with animals, like at a zoo. Oh, that'd be yeah. super fun. I like that a lot. I I always love those videos of like people and then like the lion comes up behind them and like hugs them and like i don't know how you got that job but i would love that job that so does much. sound great i think i would yeah. just work on a bunch of like underfunded like short films and stuff that'd be great that'd be cool that'd be very mm-hmm. fun it, it's so funny because i genuinely do love government and politics and like there are some state houses where like state lawmakers don't actually get a salary like they're not paid for it um so I would probably, I, I would want to do like that. And then while I'm not in session, like hang out with big cats. I love it. And get hugs from them. I, th- I think that would be the best of all the worlds. Man, I would love to have my own yarn shop. And just oh, spend you'd all be so good at that. 
That would be. Oh my god! No wait, that would be awesome. I could have a bookstore, or like, I don't know, just some fun little store of nerdy things like books and you know other nerd stuff. That'd be great. There was a guy in Schenectady who like retired from his job and started a bookstore, and like it, I, I don't think he was in it for the money because like it was very much not, you know, like not a lucrative business. Yeah. But, like, that's such a vibe. He just hung out in a bookstore. Like, right? Pop off. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, because if, hmm? um, if you were independently wealthy, you know, you just had yeah. money, you could pay people to do all, like, the books and the businessy stuff, and then, like, just hang out in your shop and read and talk to people about books, or in my yeah. case, just sit there and knit and help people pick out yarn for fun. You'd be so good at that. That would just be the such dream. a vibe. I'm always going to the local knitting shop that's owned by a couple of women like 20 minutes from here and I'm just so jealous of their life. Like I'm just like this is your just your life every day. I yeah. love that. You hang out and you talk about yarn and you knit. And you get paid for it. Yeah, they do good business. It's very popular. We do awesome. stand. It's Plus it's do. you know fancy yarn like I use, so it is not cheap. That'll do it. Are there like are there stores that you guys go to where like you're paying more for the product, but you still go anyways, just because the vibes? Oh, any kind of like, like independent bookstore. Yeah, I'm 100 percent oh, for that. Although honestly, sometimes you find books cheaper at independent bookstores than you do from like yeah, Barnes and Noble. Um, I don't know. There's a couple local bookstores in upstate New York I can think of, or even here where like the books are pretty cheap. Um, and granted, they're like normally secondhand, but but still, like. I mean, I love used books. Sometimes I'm like, you know, I want my fancy hardcover copy of like some brand new thing that I'm excited for, and like sometimes I will just pay more for that at a, like a independent bookstore because screw corporations. I, for the longest time, was under the impression that like whatever you can find in in brick and mortar, you can find cheaper on Amazon. And that's probably still true for the most part. But like, I was in Barnes and Noble because the mall I work at has a Barnes and Noble, and there was a book. And I looked up on Amazon, and it was more expensive on Amazon. And I, I got to buy a book in, like, a real store, which That's is another thing. Like, as much as I, I love, like, you know, as much as I love the convenience of, like, shopping online, and it's like, this thing delivered to your door in two days. Sometimes I want the thing right now. Like, right yeah. this second. And I will, yeah. like, put off ordering it online in order to go to a store, yeah. like, two days later. The amount of time that it would have taken to ship. But I will like wait in order to receive it immediately gratification yeah yeah and i don't know what that says about me as a person but there you have it one thing i definitely pay more for uh at a local i go to the local record store oh absolutely yeah a lot of vinyl you can get cheaper online but like i'm going to the local record store i'm paging through the the records yeah i want the vibes treasures and yeah you know, when the record store I go to has been around since 1975. I've been there. Cool <laughs> shit. You have. It's an amazing record store. It's they got a whole bar in back. They got a T-Rex skeleton back there. Vintage furniture. Damn. God, it's I wish that were me. No, literally. Oh. I wonder... Okay. Maybe a dream job would be, like, running the Museum of Science in Boston. I'm sorry. Who said... T-Rex and they have that giant oh. T-Rex and I was like, oh my god, wait, I can work that in my favorite place lady. ever. Mm -hmm. That genuinely is like probably one of my favorite places ever. 
I'm trying to remember what museum it was that we went to on my 8th grade trip to Boston. And I don't know if it was the Museum of Science, but it might have been. Was there a massive, like, three-story T-Rex? There were, I absorbed a lot of information that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you think of any of the exhibits? Because a lot of them are like remain the same. There was one about um, Egypt. Like, ancient Egypt. You know what's funny? That's not one of their permanent exhibits, but when I went, I was... I, I think I was also in, like, 7th or 8th grade. They had a movie in their IMAX theater that was, like, a documentary on, like, the Middle East and Islam. And for the life of me, I cannot remember what it's called. But I loved it, and if I could watch it again, I would, like, lose my mind. So, maybe? I don't know. But, like... But, like, I don't think they have, like, a permanent... Okay, well, then whatever. Egypt. I don't know. I was just curious. It's it is all good. an amazing place. Yeah, that would be fun. I think someday maybe the yarn store would be my retirement plan. Oh my god, yes! I don't think I'm going to be working at a yeah. zoo when I'm old enough to retire because that's all like manual labor. But I could yeah. see myself at like 65, 70 years old opening up a yarn shop. The consulting knitting <laughs> granny. Mm-hmm. I love it. We're just working at one. That'll be awesome. Most local yarn shops are too small and they don't actually hire very often. Yeah. I can imagine. It's probably something that, like, you'd have to start and then, yeah. That's fair. Um, if you could be a member of any sit, of of any TV sitcom family, which would it be? Oh. Do they all have to be related? So it doesn't specify, but like by sitcom, I don't know if they mean like a, a show with a literal laugh track or just like a comedy. Because my answer immediately I... is what we do in the shadows. I would love to be incorporated into that weird found family and made into an immortal sexy vampire. That's exactly what I was going to say. Does it count as a family? Oh my god. Of... Okay, I count them as a family because they 100% are. <laughs> that was the first thought I had too. That show means everything to me. Because I'm like, oh, I don't watch that many comedies. What are comedies that I watch? <laughs> um, yeah. So, this is something that you guys would know a lot more about than me, that you both would know a lot more about than me. I've always considered sitcoms like things with laugh tracks. Is that strictly true, or am I just like miscategorized? I wouldn't say so. Okay. No, I mean, just a show like The Office, for example. Yeah, that's a sitcom. Or Modern Family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, That's absolutely. Fair. I want to join the Staten Island House and what we do in the shadows. Um, please make me a vampire. I want to be Nadja's best friend, and I also want her to be my sexy hot vampire mommy. Uh, I love that show so much. It is unhealthy. I cannot wait for season four. I'm going to lose. Like, I apologize for the person I'm going to become when season four comes out. I cannot wait to see what they do. I am going to be the worst. I'm going to be so much worse than I already am. I'm glad you finally see it, so it's not just me, like... I know, I know, oh my god, again. This is why we need to do a stream where we just, like, talk about our, like, nothing formal, not even any kind of recap, where we just talk about our feelings, because there's a lot of them. 
It's great. It's great. Okay. It's so great. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, final answer. I want to be a vampire. Very fair. Do you have an answer, Zach? Oh yeah. I forgot about me. Um. Yeah. I think so. Okay. If it didn't have to be, like a family family if it could just be like a bunch of people hanging out then like cheers like that group of weirdos who hangs out at cheers i love them so much if it had to be a, like a proper family then definitely the cranes from fraser um i i have always said this i wish like fraser crane was like a real person and i could be his friend he is so obnoxious but also like just i, I don't know like somebody that I feel like like that that would fill a role in my life, and so probably the cranes. I don't even know if I have an answer for like an actual family. Like I cannot think of the last you're, time you're, you're missing an obvious one. Me or, no, or Bridget? Bridget? Did you think of it? <gasps> Did you get it? Shit's Creek. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Join yes. I want to join the roses. That'd be great. I love them so much. I don't know if you noticed my little expression while Zach was talking, it suddenly hit me and went. <laughs> <laughs> I will look for that when I'm editing this. My eyes just got real big for a second. I'm like, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. And then, and then perfectly you said, I don't think I could think of an actual family. I'm like. <laughs> um, yeah, I would like to, I would, I would totally, I would totally join them. That'd be great. Yeah. I love Shit's Creek so much. Now I'm just thinking about that. This is just devolving into shows that Bridget and Brooks like. You know, I don't know. There's quality stuff out there. Isn't there? Alright. Um, I just saw one. What is an app that you hate but use anyways? I mean, I was just thinking about the messaging earlier that Reddit you the subreddit that you follow. Oh yeah, I follow a subreddit called r slash horribly depressing because I hate myself. Because I was like, oh, this is this is very this is a very sad video, and then I looked at the subreddit name and I was like, oh, that that's why. Yeah, and I was like, why on earth would you follow that? Again, we've we've. It's long been established that I'm a very high sensation-seeking individual, and it does not matter if that sensation is positive or negative. Make me feel things. See, I like strong sensations when they're good ones. Like, that's why I like roller coasters and things, but not so much sad ones. Yeah, I watch- I frequently watch movies with the intent to hurt myself emotionally. Oh, I think we all have that playlist of songs that it's like- when you're sad, you know it's gonna make you sadder, but it just fits the vibe. Yeah. The Wallow playlist. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I was actually looking at my phone and I was like, are there apps that I hate? Yeah, um, actually. Literally every dating app. I don't find it to be an enjoyable experience. Other than that, I mean, I don't see why I would use an app that I didn't like, I guess. The dating apps are out of necessity. Yeah, I mean, other than, like, my comments about, like, what social media, like, does to a person's mental health, and I don't even like to be too much like that, like, 
there's funny stuff out there. I enjoy them, but, like, yeah. Twitter, I guess, sometimes. It was kind of my default if I couldn't find anything else. Um, I'm, I'm not really coming up with anything better. Like, probably one of the... It's like something in the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, like, trio. Yeah, actually, um, Facebook probably annoys me the most, and I hardly ever even use it. Like, I'd only use it when I have to. Yeah. So, there's that. I'm very disappointed in myself for having the Crumble Cookie app on my phone. Yeah. What's that? The Crumble Cookie is like a chain of stores that sell giant cookies. Uh, it oh. happens to the best of us. There's, there's one of them near me. Unfortunately, like, right next to my gym. Um, it's so easy to just order it on the app and then stop by and grab it on my way home from the gym. And these things are like monstrosities. Like, it'll take me multiple sittings to eat one cookie. I guess it's kind of sad that but I have a Candy Crush app on my phone. Yeah. So, like, there's that. I have that as well. I know you do. I play Candy Crush a day in my life. What's that like? I don't know. Just more time for Twitter. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I haven't played Candy Crush in a few weeks because I've been spending all of my spare phone time on the Duolingo app practicing my French. I know, but... I see that every time I log into Duolingo and it like alerts me that you've hit some milestone. Oh, I'm burning through it. I love that for you. I remember a lot of stuff from college, but not that much. But, um, but I, I don't remember what level I left off on exactly on Candy Crush, but it is over 6,000. I, I, when I hit level 6,000, they actually sent me an email saying I was part of, like, whatever percentage of people who got past that point. I can't remember what the number was. Yeah. It was definitely less than 5% of people. Dude. Yeah. it's a little insane. I've been playing it since, I don't even know, many years. Fair enough. I want to say I lived in Maine when I first downloaded it. And I moved away from there almost seven years ago, so. So yeah, Red Hot Minute. Mm-hmm. Noted. Um, these are two different questions. I'm just going to kind of combine them. Um, what's the stupidest thing you've done because somebody dared you, and what's the stupidest thing you've done just of your own free will? I don't know about somebody See, dared this me, is but hard I can me definitely I know think of the stupidest thing I've ever done. Both. I can't think of something specific off the top of my head, but by all means, go ahead. Um, the stupidest thing I have ever done was when I tried to uh, rescue a kitten that was hiding under my deck, and I had, like, used some, like, I put some food out to lure it out, and, um, my stupid ass, I decided to swoop in from above like a hawk and grab it with my bare hand, and it, uh, escaped from me in a flurry of claws and teeth, and I had to get rabies shots. So you didn't rescue the kitten. I did not rescue the kitten. <laughs> so that's the stupidest thing I've ever done. Hmm. That's... That wasn't even that long ago, though. No, it wasn't. That one quickly took the top slot. I can just think of a stupid thing that I did with friends. This is when we all found out we were collectively freeze and like the fight flight or freeze um, thing where we all went to my friend's cabin in Connecticut um, it was me and, like, the other people of this, like, 
Pacific Action Group in college, and we all went to one of their cabins in, in, in Connecticut, and we were indoors, and we made a fire, and one of the burning logs fell out onto the wooden floor, and eight of us just sat there, like, watching this thing go, and somebody came in from the other room, like, from the bathroom, was like, oh my god, and, like, tossed it back in, but, like, yeah, this fully on fire log fell onto the wooden floor, and we just kind of stared at it. <laughs> Love that. Okay, well, that's um, good to know. Not, not like the stupidest thing I did because it was more of a collective thing, but definitely up there. That's fair. So it sounds like you need to add somebody to that group of friends if the, the eight of you are ever together again. Somebody who wouldn't be the freeze type, just in case. Yeah, we need to keep that one guy who who was not. The freeze. I, I don't know. I mean, now I'm curious because if he had been there when it fell out, maybe he would have just kind of collectively frozen with us. Maybe it's because he walked in on the situation. But could be. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that was fun. Um, I, I don't know. I think one of the stupidest, stupidest things I've done of my own free will, just because I'm not an intelligent person. I was skiing when I was like, God, how old was I? Like, eleven maybe. Um, now skiing with my dad and we're, we're kind of going along these like they're not cliffs but like sharp drops that you don't want to go off of because you will get very hurt and or die and there was all of this like netting and and on the netting it said like slow like in big orange signs and I was like in my head I was like oh like the trail's a slow trail I should pick up speed so I don't lose momentum so I like started flying down this thing and I'm whipping around the turns. And at the time, I was not a very experienced skier. But, like, I, I had the hang of it. But um, at one point, there's, like, people cut in front of me. And I, like, fell down. Because you always fall down rather than hit somebody. And kind of, like, went off this ravine and, like, slid through the woods at, like, breakneck speed. And, until, like, I just stopped. And both of my skis came off. Both of my poles were not with me. In fact, one of my poles was, like, at the top of the ravine. I just, like, stuck it in the top no. before going down. And my dad said afterwards, like, after we made sure I was okay, he was, like, it was, like, a cartoon because you just kind of went up and then just, like, dropped. And um, one of the safety patrol people came by and he and just started yelling. He was, like, what are you doing down there? Like, people will, like, always get impaled and, like, it's not worth, like, trying to find your skis or whatever. And And my dad was, like, oh, no. Like, he fell down there. Like, I think the guy thought I lost, like, a pole down there or something I was looking for. It's like, oh. Oh, he fell down there. So, anyways, um, going extra fast while riding along cliffs on skis. As a not-super-experienced skier. That's probably going to be one of the dumbest things I did my own free will. I got my head stuck in some railings as a child. (laughs) (laughs) On our staircase. Bring out the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> but I was also a toddler, so I don't know how much that like points toward my own stupidity or to the general. Lack just, of free like, will. <laughs> kids do things, and they're dumb because kids are learning. All I can think is each of the broken bones that I've had has been the result of a very stupid thing. I think the the one that immediately jumps to mind is uh, I dropped a treadmill on my foot one time. Oh my god. How am I just uh, hearing yeah, about that? That was a really dumb thing I was doing because I... I'm trying to simplify the story as much as I can. I had a bunch of my stuff stored on a trailer temporarily that belonged to a friend of my boyfriend at the time, and she needed the trailer, so we had to get the stuff unloaded. 
And I foolishly thought, I can just unload it myself while, you know, my boyfriend at the time was at work and I was, it was the summer before I moved to Maine, so I was unemployed. So I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, move this stuff myself. And I got to the treadmill that was still on the trailer. And I thought, yeah, this is fine. I can move this myself. I could not move that myself. <laughs> that was a very, very dumb choice and I don't know why I did it. Uh, so yeah, broken, broken. Um, I was in a boot for a while. Jesus. Summer of 2013. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, there was a time I, I, I don't think I actually broke my ankle, um, but standing on a, the top rung of a ladder and then putting one of my feet against a wall and, and trying to reach a corner, that was good. I fell and got tangled up in the ladder. Cute. Or uh, one of my personal favorites when I broke my hand. Oh my god. <laughs> this was, this is when I lived in Chicago, summer 2007. Um... I lived in this really like historic naval neighborhood, like old buildings that, you know, back in the day when they used to make these really big solid wood doors, like the kind that were like 15 feet tall, you know, like I'm normally huge. Um, and, I, <laughs> <laughs> and I I had gone into one such door where my landlord was a couple buildings down from mine to drop off like a, a check or something, I don't remember. Um, and I was leaving and I just automatically reached behind me to pull the door closed, not realizing that it apparently slammed shut on, it, oh, on its own. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And right in that door frame. And the really, the really dumb part was, um, I was 21 at the time, um, just out of college by like a few weeks. And I didn't, um, it was the first time I, I was really on my own. Like I just moved to Chicago from Ohio, nowhere near family. I didn't even know how to like find a doctor on my own or anything. And I looked at my hand, which was, you know, swollen, bruised mass that I couldn't use. And I thought, that's fine. <laughs> just put on some ice. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I went into work the next day and everything, and I'm just typing with one hand. Uh, and they're like, why are you typing with one? Oh my God. <laughs> they're like, you need to go to a doctor. I'm like, no, it's fine. It's fine. They were very insistent and I found an urgent care clinic. Um, yeah. How bad was, was the break? <laughs> so when I went to this urgent care clinic, um, it was on my way home from work. And when I got there, they looked at it and they were like, well, unfortunately our x-ray tech is gone for the day. So we can't x-ray it, but I don't think it's broken. It doesn't seem like it is to me. So we're just going to wrap it up and everything. And, and we'll just keep you in like this, like a splint and stuff and it'll be fine. Um, it never stopped hurting for like even long past when it should have healed. And I eventually, when I moved back to Ohio, several months after that, I went to a doctor and I was like, my, you know, I slammed my hand in a door like months ago and it's still hurting. And so the doctor's like feeling, she's like, um, that was broken and never set. Oh my God. <laughs> it actually is it still it's like, is it healed now or? It's still, I mean, this was 15 years ago. Yeah. For a long time, it would hurt every time it rained. I get a little bit of an really? ache there but yeah not not really so much anymore i've heard from a lot of people though that like when you like i've had a lot of people say that like they like walked around on a broken bone or whatever because they didn't think it hurt bad enough yeah like that no, like my sister like finished a softball game with a broken wrist it it really is amazing how like you can't tell just how bad an injury is just from the pain level like 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 People who get shot don't know they've been shot usually until later. Like Yeah, it's whack. Yeah. Body sort of like protects you from it a little bit. Yeah. Shock and yeah. But also like if you're doing something like playing softball, there is that just like adrenaline rush in general. It's probably yeah. gonna, you know, kinda insulate your mind because it's like can't think about that right now. Um I did another stupid thing I forgot about. Um, so I love seeing how far I can push my car on one tank of gas <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, uh, oh yeah oh it's so bad but like I I had gotten it so close to 500 miles it's like 11.2 yeah no I love this hybrid um it's it is 11.2 gallons and I so the my, my first stupid thing was leaving DC to go back to New York at like 7 30. I am not a night person. And I was like, I'll just get an energy drink and we'll just go. 
And then as I'm going, I'm getting more and more tired, but also I'm covering more and more miles. And um, I am like 20 miles outside of New York City. Even at one in the morning, the traffic is horrendous. But I am at like, I'm at like 495 miles and my like, my gas tank light comes on and I'm still driving past exit signs because I want to get to 500. And I am fighting to stay awake, and I'm trying, but like I just want to get this into 500 so bad, and I finally get it, and I, f- I finally pull off the next one. I got to 502 miles, I got gas, and then I like slept in my car for two hours. That was the longest night ever. I love that for you. Um, but I have pushed my car to over 500 miles on one tank. It's just it was the nice dumbest thing. Yeah. I mean, I think every like you know every shot I've ever taken when I should have gone home. Counts as a pretty stupid thing that I've done. So, I, I there's sort of a part two to this. I was it. driving. I was driving back. I think that was. Where was he coming? Where were we coming back from? I want to say we were coming back from Boston. I had went to Boston with a friend of mine, and we were coming back. And I was getting close. I was at like 495 miles or 490 miles, and my tank light came on, and I was and and she knew this whole story already, and I was like. Do we try to make history twice? And she was like, "Absolutely, we do." So we're so now so now I'm with somebody, and we're passing exit signs with gas stations. And you know when you like get off the highway and you pull, or actually no, this one like when you're going to Schenectady and you get off the highway and there's like the community college on one side, and then um, like the rest of the city on on the other. I don't actually know which highway it is, but we're like pulling off there. Yeah. And I'm at like 498 miles, and then, and then a second gas tank light comes on that I didn't know I had, um, and suddenly I am relying mostly on the fact that the rest of the drive to the gas station is downhill, because my I am not, it's really not moving. So I'm just kind of like rolling to get to 498 miles. I was so salty, Aww. but like, but but like like first there's like the gas tank light, and it's this like little gentle yellow light. And then there's like this big red exclamation mark, and suddenly my gas pedal really isn't working all that well. Oh <laughs> and my! Like, but and, and and I was like, see, this was so stupid. And she's like, oh no, but I like totally enabled you, and you know, but we did make it. We just didn't make it past five. Sometimes you just gotta send it, you know. Just gotta send it. <laughs> yeah, literally. I think my mom would say. I don't know if the stupidest thing I've ever done, but a story she likes to tell is when I locked my key in my car while it was running. This was when I was in college and I was working summers out of sheets. And so I was at work and I was warming up my car and I closed the door and it was locked. This was my first car ever, my tiny little hatchback. Um, And there was only one spare key to it. Um, But I had just come back from college for the summer and I had thrown the key in a random box. (laughs) my dorm room and so i had to explain to my mom go down to the basement find the box that looks like this dig to the bottom of the Ouch. <laughs> and get this very key right up the whole time my car's running and i'm just standing there the th- it's the things that your parents never let you live down yeah oh she loves telling that story although your uh, car was probably very warm um i mean not necessarily time... it, was a, it was a terrible car um, okay. I'm not exaggerating. I I actually found it listed in a book of the worst cars ever made. I love it. 
I was at a bookstore and I found a book on a display. It was like, worst cars ever made. I'm like, oh, let me just flip through this randomly. And I'm like, oh my God, it's my car. They only made it for 10 years. <laughs> oh no. It was that bad. Didn't even have power steering. Ooh. It was, it was straight. It was an awful car. And it was like a used car. Actually, it belonged to my, my oldest brother first, which I don't know how he even fit into it because he was like over six feet tall. And it's like, um, my other brother referred to it as the red dot. Oh, that's kind of fun. A forest fire, for those who might be wondering what kind of car. Good to know. But funnily about okay. the um, my broken hand, if you have if you pay attention, I really only use like the middle finger on this hand. Even when I type, I only use my middle finger. I use my middle finger to touch things. It was because the break was right here in my hand. Gotcha. <laughs> and I adapted over time. Interesting. So Permanent, permanent effect. I don't know why. Just the one finger. I've That's never it. broken a bone. Hmm. I have technically had my bones broken for me. Hmm. Surgery, mm-hmm. but um. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll never on, per- never, going. never on accident. <laughs> Always with intent. Yeah. Um. Ooh. <laughs> the longer we Did talk about this, I feel like the more stories we're gonna think of about all oh, is just being so stupid. I mean, <laughs> I'm completely happy to continue going down this road because I, frankly, like. I'm an Ooh. idiot. I have... Okay. So, I have a story. Um, I don't know how much you guys know about this, but, like, I'm a chess player. Like, I've played competitively, like, my whole life. And I once tried to play through appendicitis. <laughs> so, it was the New York State Championships, and I was, ha- I was like, having a tournament of my life. Like, like it, 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 it's six rounds. I had won, like, my first two games from the first day. The second day, I, like, really wasn't feeling that great. And just, like, well, well, no, I wasn't feeling great the first day. The second day, like, I had this really bad fever. And I won my third game. And then my fourth game, I was winning and had to, like, take a draw because I was just, like, I was, like, shaking and feverish. And my parents were, like, we should go to the hospital. And I was, like, it's a fever. I'll be fine tomorrow. And they're, like, nope, we're going to the hospital. And it was appendicitis. And um, yikes, I know no longer have my appendix <laughs> but i i would have fully gone and <laughs> kept playing until my thing like burst jesus but yeah, yeah. Not, you know, acknowledging yeah that's <laughs> so me i get like every time i'm really sick i'm just I'm like yeah no it's fine this is fine yep. Even when i had pneumonia a few years ago i was like yeah no that's fine and well, then it was oh it was just like I was on fire. If I wasn't doing great, I would have been like, all right, you know, I don't mind dropping out of the tournament. But I was literally, like, on a hot streak. Like, never had a tournament, like, like going up. And then, you know. Rip. Big rip. The, the, the medical condition that if you get it, you get it once in your life. And it happens then. I was, um, I, it was like, it was the Labor Day before I started 10th grade. So, fun times. And now I'm curious, do you guys have your appendixes? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I have, I have no idea how common that is. Come to think of it. I, I mean, I know it's relatively common. I I don't have my tonsils either. I do. I don't have my appendix, my tonsils, or wisdom teeth. I don't have my wisdom teeth. Those okay. are gone. Wait. So none of us have wisdom teeth. No. Okay. I feel like there most people don't at this point. Talk about a Venn diagram thing we all have in common. <laughs> oh, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had um, the same summer I broke my hand and had tonsillitis for four straight months. Oh, and 
no antibiotics would work. So finally they were like, we're just taking out your tonsils. So I got them out at 20. Well, actually, no, I had just turned 22 when they took them out. That's which so rough. Yeah, as an adult, it's so much worse than getting them out as a kid. Yeah. Like, the recovery time is like twice as long and way more intense. Interesting. I got lucky that when I was like 17 and that was bad. Yeah. I woke up choking on my own blood more than once. Oh my God. No, Jesus. I, I. No, that happened to me too because they were like, cold foods but they never said like no solid foods so i was like huh, ice cream and then i woke up in the middle of the night because i couldn't breathe and like the, the shit had reopened and yeah. went to the hospital and they gave me fucking steroids because like i couldn't talk or breathe <laughs> i did not know that was yeah. Yeah. i literally did not know that happened to like other people i thought it was just like a freak accident yeah no. it only happened to me once yeah because well i don't know about you but they had me sleep like elevated in case oh, that okay. happened, but I still, I fall asleep on the couch by accident okay. when it happened. And I called my doctor in the middle of the night and they just had me gargle with salt water until it stopped. Oh Ow. Which, That's oh, not yeah, happening. open wound. Yeah, gargled the salt yeah. water. Yeah, no, it's, it was great. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't give me any sleeping instructions. Like, it was a same day procedure, or not same day procedure, but like, I left the day I got there, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I had sleep apnea. Okay, so this is gonna be a little bit gross, but it's okay. Um, so I had sleep apnea, and like you know, I wasn't getting any REM sleep or whatever, and so I, I went to some doctor, and they were like, "Oh yeah, like you'd be a great candidate to have your tonsils out because those things are huge." Apparently, it was the first time they had ever taken out tonsils where both the tonsils did not fit in like the little jar that they put them in. Um, it was that bad, like oh literally, God. they were almost touching. Yeah, <laughs> um, and like. I had always been told I had big tonsils when I go in for like physicals or whatever, and I always knew I slept badly, but no, nobody, including myself, ever put those two together. That like interesting might be it. Interesting. Yeah, after I had my tonsils out, they lost me, which was fun because apparently they didn't have anywhere to put me after the surgery to like you know recover and wake up. Yeah. So they put me in like a room in the children's ward in an area that wasn't being used at the time. And apparently nobody knew where I was. Oh my God. I, I woke so I'm waking up from surgery entirely alone in a room with like little cartoon characters on the wall and stuff. And I'm like, what hell is this? <laughs> and it, and I, I was in there, I mean, it felt like eons to me that I was just sitting in there alone. Like I can't even stand up right now cause I'm still coming off the anesthesia, but why am I alone? And that's some real like good place bad place shit like that's a horror movie <laughs> eventually found me they were like oh there you are i'm like i didn't put myself here yeah like, like oh how dare you wander off they didn't off. give me a choice of rooms and i chose this one that shit they float you away on when you get your wisdom teeth out is fun <laughs> oh yeah they um when i went in for you know appendicitis um <laughs> That, that, that whole night was just a train wreck. So there had been, like, a shooting in Albany that night. So, like, the OR was just booked. Bruh. And so, um, first of all, they they thought I was there to visit somebody. And so I was just sitting in the waiting room for hours. And then they were like, are you seeing somebody? And they were like, oh, no, he, like, he's dying. <laughs> well, at this point, I didn't know I had appendicitis. But, like, I was very sick. And, um, and but there was no room. So I was just, like, on one of those, like, cots that was in the hallway. And the guy who did my blood draw was like an intern. And so he, and so I like, 
I was bleeding like like from that blood draw like I got blood all over the sheets because he had that was like his third time doing it ever Jesus then, Christ and, yeah. and then you know finally like one of the, the nurses like happened to walk by I was like oh my god and like you know extend oh it was bad it was, yeah it was sounds like it does not sound ideal no and I mean like after the surgery I was fine um you know it was just like a normal recovery you know you you rest for a few days and then you walk and then you're okay but like before the surgery it was just one bad thing after another um sounds like it so yeah i i almost ended up going to st peter's and then we didn't and i'm glad we didn't because apparently one of the surgeons there got fired from albany where i did go for like oh my god (laughs) i know this is just one thing after another with you oh yeah oh yeah I don't know um, if this counts as a stupid thing I did. I, be- I believe you've heard the story of the millipede in band camp in the emergency oh, room. Oh, yeah! But I feel like that sort of qualifies, because I felt real dumb at the time. <laughs> so so I was in the marching band in high school, and you know we would go to a, a nearish by college every summer mm-hmm. to do band camp and prepare for the you know, football season. Yeah. And... Uh, the college that we were at this particular summer was in the middle of the woods, like a tiny school, like 800 students called Bethany College. It's in West Virginia. Um, And we were staying in these um, sorority houses and there were just bugs everywhere, just tons of bugs. And it was really gross to the point where my friend that I was sharing a room with, we decided to sleep out on the couches in the lobby instead of our room because there were so many bugs. Um, so we had slept out in the lobby and then we, you know, got up, got ready, put on some shoes to go out for the day. Um, by the way, a pair of Vans I was wearing that I still have, they're like oh 20 God, years wait. old. Okay. At some point you're going to have to show those to me. Because yeah. I, bought, I mean, I have like years. I have, yeah. I have some old, old pairs of Vans at Etnies and stuff like that. Yeah. And Fox, but I was a skater. But anyway, so I put on my Vans and I noticed there's like something in the shoe and I'm thinking, oh, I must have gotten a rock in it or something. But by this point, you know, the whole band is walking toward the, the cafeteria for breakfast and I can't really stop to get it out. So I think when I get there, I'll stop and, you know, shake out the yeah. shoe and I'll be fine. So if that happens, I get there, I shake out the shoe and it's a millipede, like a balled up, gross looking, like really thick millipede. They were, the place was lousy with them. Really. I hate bugs. I hate bugs so much. Yeah. Grossed me out horribly, but I was like, you know, no big deal. It was still alive. It's not like I squished it or anything. Yeah. It was, it's like, yeah, whatever. Had breakfast, had early marching band practice and stuff like that. Then we were going back to the sorority houses to take a break before our next thing. So, of course, it's blazing hot in the middle of summer, and so I'm going to take off my shoes and socks when I get back. And when I did, my big toe and part of my foot was completely black just like black skin entirely but it didn't hurt or anything um so i showed my friend and she was horrified she's like oh my god what's wrong i'm like i don't yeah. know fine yeah um we're required to have a nurse with us so we, we had a nurse and so she ran to get her like freaking out and then the nurse is kind of freaking out too because she's like your skin looks necrotic like like to the point where she was looking like they have to amputate your foot or something. yeah and she's like trying to like wash it off with the washcloth. Nothing's happening. They don't know what's going on. Um, they give me some Benadryl just in case it's something allergic. 
Uh, Better Girl knocks me out, so I have very little recollection of what happened. Um, But they took me to an emergency room. And again, this is a remote, this is the middle of nowhere. It's in the mountains in West Virginia. So the nearest emergency room was like an hour or so. And I'm drifting in and out of consciousness in the backseat because of the Benadryl. (laughs) So we get there. Somebody had captured one of the millipedes to take with us to show them in case it was like, you know, poisonous. Um, So we get there, we wait, the doctor sees me, they look at my foot, they look at the jar, they look at us and they say, that's that's nothing they they release a toxin that changes the skin color and that's it that's it okay yeah my foot returned to normal color just just fine love it but How that's why it I felt yeah well <laughs> oh actually no, but, but, you had, but you had every reason to, to be worried like... none of that was me i said guys it feels totally fine okay. let's not worry about it let's you know just keep an eye on it it was sure. everybody yeah. else everybody else was losing their minds <laughs> like every member of the band thought i was dying they wouldn't even let me walk on my foot they insisted on like you know me walking on one foot and holding on to them i'm like <laughs> it feels fine <laughs> Okay, that's maybe a little bit. That's a bit much. Actually, I would like to conclude with a very dumb story of mine from my uh, study abroad experience, which, Brooks, you might know this. Is it the accidental? Yeah, it is. Um, (laughs) So, while I was in St. Petersburg, a couple weekends, um, because I was there for a month, so a couple, on various weekends, we went out, like, to some of the nightclubs, and we had a great time. But the first time... We did this. Also, by the way, our dorm was, like, a block away from, like, one of the biggest streets of nightclubs in St. Petersburg. I don't know whose idea this was, but it was a bad one, let me tell you. So the first night we go out, and, like, we hit a bunch of different places. We're having a great time. I have been drinking vodka tonics literally all night. I'm, like, five deep when this happens. It is four in the morning. And the sun is up, by the way. Because this is the White Nights in St. Petersburg, so, like, the sun sets at, like, 9pm and rises again at, like, 3. So, like, 4 in the morning. The sun is up. We are in the tackiest tourist trap club you could possibly imagine. It is called SSSR. There are murals of, like, shirtless Vladimir Putin riding bears all over this place. (laughs) And it's just absolutely insane. Oh, fun. She's gone. Cool. The story killed her. <laughs> cool. Anyway, uh, you're muted, bud. Not anymore. I'm what? on my phone. My computer just blue screened on me. Oh, no. Okay. It's been doing that, it's been doing that a lot. Very cute. Um, yeah, anyway, as I was saying, tackiest tourist trap nightclub you can, nightclub you can possibly imagine. And as we're, like, you know, jamming on the dance floor or whatever, my friends are passing around a balloon. Which my stupid ass assumed was helium. Because, you know, what else would it be? I'm, I'm, I will gladly out myself as sheltered. I don't know how drugs work. Um, so yeah, my friends are all passing this around. Which I later learned that you could buy for, like, you could get these things for, like, 70 cents US. Just, like, at the bar. And I'm like, I'm certain it's not, like, that's not a legal thing that was happening, but that was happening. So yeah, it just gets passed to me and I take a hit, thinking it's helium, go on with my night, 
nothing really even happens. But then in the next morning, by the way, the next morning in the dorm, my friend, my other friend, who had been kind of like, you know, herding, doing the like herding cats of like keeping a bunch of drunk girls, like, you know, relative, relatively like in the same area. He comes in, pokes his head through our door and wakes us up by going, cuckoo, just a bunch. <laughs> and then as we were doing the kind of morning debrief, I like, I realized what had happened, that I had in fact done whippets. <laughs> so yeah, that's a stupid story of mine. Love that. We got some real mileage out of that question. Yeah, we did. Oh Look at us. We, it's we like a really whole episode. Did. Yeah. It's just us telling stories of <laughs> stupidity. But also, like, is fun. that not fun? Yeah. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> I've done so much dumb stuff in my life. It, like, at least it's providing something for somebody. Yeah. I, I am really curious. Has anybody done anything stupid because they were dared to? I mean, probably as a kid, but, like, nothing that has had lasting yeah, yeah. enough, like, that, nothing that had as, enough of an adverse effect for me to remember it, clearly. Yeah. yeah. I, really I remember the that. impacts of my own stupid decisions much more, because, frankly, the results there are worse than anything that anyone's ever dared me to do. I mean, it's not, like, a specific instance, but a general category of what we used to do in high school. Um, my friends and I used to, like, prank each other's cars. Um, there was a lot of TPing of cars uh, and stuff like that. I once filled a friend's car entirely with balloons. Love it. That was a lot of work, blowing up those balloons. I'm going to say a lot of it. Was like us, yeah, but a lot of it was, like, us egging each other on and stuff. So it sort of fits into that. Yeah, actually, when I was in high school, we played, like, a me and two other girls, we had, like, a two-year-long game of tag that we played by smacking each other's asses. And I'm frankly surprised that we, like, didn't, like, get in trouble, because this was happening on school grounds frequently. And we, like, game. religiously followed the, like, no-tag-backs rule. We took it so seriously. I had a game kind of like that with a couple of friends in, like, sixth or seventh grade, but it was, like, your knee. It was, like, you run up and, like, smack their knee. I don't know why. I mean, we were 11, and for whatever yeah. reason, thought this was funny. I don't know. We all played soccer together. Oh, my but sister, like... whenever I'm, like, just standing, my sister always, like, kicks my the back of my knees to make me fall. <laughs> and that's going on now. Like, that's not even a stupid thing that happened when we were kids. That's a thing that happens to me currently. Oh, my sister and I still actively hurt each other. Oh, like, yeah. It is, it is just, like, a running thing. Which, like... Before that sounded bad, but now she's like U.S. Navy Special Warfare, so now maybe it's like, you know. Yeah, Brooks. At what age does that does bad. that cease, or does it never? <laughs> oh, it. So for for reference, my mom's brothers who are in their sixties like still wrestle. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the physical, like violence, kind of tapered off but there's still all the mocking and you know oh my sister and i still smack each other yeah i mean we continued doing that for a long time but i think just eventually at some point we're just like we're tired now that's fair yeah like i'm i'm the youngest so if i'm too tired they're too tired it's <laughs> a pretty good way to think about it well this has been fun i'm glad that um 
I'm glad that we all got to share some stories. I'm glad we're all equally stupid. At least we're on equal ground. <laughs> Wait, okay, now I'm curious. When you assumed the balloon was helium, did it sort of dawn on you it wasn't when your voice, like, didn't change? No, I was, like, six drinks deep at this point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because that would have been, I mean, obviously, I don't know how much alcohol, but, like, like that was my, my first thing. Been like, wait a second. That's a, it's Either a, I'm, like, helium resistant or... That was a, that's a blurry, would, blurry night still. That would also be the lamest superpower in the world. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I was just curious. If you don't, um, yeah, don't take hits from random things in, uh, from random balloons in nightclubs, (laughs) is the lesson that I learned. It's a good policy. It's a very good policy. All right, well, thank you, friends, for fighting with us. Uh, thank you for bearing with me while I sound like garbage. And, uh, we appreciate each and every single one of you that listens to the podcast, watches us on YouTube, uh, watches our streams, literally anything. You guys are awesome. And we'll be back again next week with Emily. She texted me. She thought we were going at 7.30 because she took a nap immediately after Zach sent that message in the chat and didn't see the follow-up. Okay, that's, that's, that's fair. So that's she's fair. good. It was just a miscommunication. Okay, adios, everybody. Bye. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98, at Zach Calderon, and at Anne Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.